Hello, everyone. This is the Parks Academy, where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related. We focus mainly on Disney parks and resorts in both Anaheim and Orlando. My name is Paige. My name is Steven. And today we will be talking about Disney IP that we wish was more prominent in the park. Yep. So IP is intellectual property. Um, So basically that's just a shortened way of saying things that Disney owns. Um, We are going to each of us talk about five things that we want to see um, in the parks that currently aren't represented either at all or well. So like, for instance, if there's a character going around um, that doesn't really count as IP, we're talking like an attraction, a land, um, something that really is a standout, like marquee feature of a particular film series or TV show or or whatever. Right. So, or a restaurant or some sort of something. Yeah. Like something to represent better. Correct. Um, so do you want to kick us off with your first one? Sure. So I will start us off. Um, I... So the way that we kind of talked through this as we were preparing is we're going to mention what IP we'd like to see and then how we would like to see it. And I actually went so far as to even envision where I think it would fit, just in what park, not even necessarily specifically. So I don't know if you did that too. Not really. But that's okay. Okay, so the first one that I have is Tangled. Mm -hmm. So I know that Tangled... You can do the meet and greet with Rapunzel. There's the area with the mural, the photo ops, um, with the lanterns hanging. Oh, and yeah. And then you have Rapunzel's tower, which you can also see. Now, what we don't have is, is a that not... hangled attraction. Yeah, we don't. But is that not IP enough or is that? There's no attraction. Okay. I guess that's fair. There's no restaurant. There's no attraction. There's like little nods to it here and there. Right. Okay. So what I would like to see represented is I want to hear the music. I want to see aspects of different characters from the film because just seeing Rapunzel herself and getting to see her tower off in the distance to me does not feel like it's enough with how good that film is. Right. That makes that makes sense. I, I think that. Tangled is better than Frozen. Sure. Yeah. We've talked about that before. I think the music is some of the best music in the last, you know, two decades of Disney films. I think it's fantastic. So what I envision when I think of Tangled being incorporated would be in Magic Kingdom. And mm-hmm. I see this as a dark ride. Okay. Because you could kind of go through the storyline of you see at the beginning um, Rapunzel getting kidnapped up and then you see her in her tower and then you (laughs) hear her singing her song and kind of going through that. And then you see Flynn Rider on his little adventure. Then they meet and then similarly to the Little Mermaid portion where they're in the boat and they're singing Kiss the Girl, you kind of it culminates at this. I can see the light moment and you see them on the boat and you have all these lanterns and it's just this beautiful moment of going through the music of the film sort of adventure filled but also a love story um i i think that'd be really fun i think it could be kid friendly not that magic kingdom needs another family ride because it's got the whole park is filled with family friendly rides um i'm not a huge fan of most of the dark rides that are out there i think many of them are really dated and so I think this could really be, bring something fresh. They could use the new technology that they have to make this really well done with good music that is very familiar to most people, kids, our generation, even older. Um, I think it's a classic enough story that even people who may not be super familiar with the movie could appreciate. I think you could do it 
sort of similar to how Frozen is, Frozen Ever After, where it could be like a like a water ride. A water ride? Yeah. Why'd you look at me like that? I consider that like a like a boat. Yeah, I mean it's ride. it's a it's a boat ride. Kind of like pirates right. or something like that. But it yeah. could be in that nature. Um, or even kind of like how the Little Mermaid, you know, is where you're in the in the clamshell sort of trolling around right. the ocean. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So I think they could do a lot with that. I think it'd be really fun. Cool. Uh, do you have any other thoughts about Tangled and how you would like incorporate it? Or is that kind of kind of well, it? Well, I mean, like we said, you already can do the meet and greet with Rapunzel. Um, you already have sort of that little area with don't they call it the Rapunzel, um, the Tangled Bathrooms or something? Hmm. They, like, refer to it as that because of the theming over there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't... And then you can see her tower, but yeah. I just And there's think... a lot of, like, little Pascals sort yeah. of sprinkled throughout Right. So area. I think being able to incorporate the music from it and some of the cinematic elements that are so beautiful. I mean, the the I See the Light scene is so iconic because... People love the style of the cinematography even during that scene, as well as the music and the harmonies. It's just beautiful. I almost feel like it would serve them well to replace Gaston's Tavern with the the big bar where they sing the I Have a Dream song. Oh, yeah. So that'd be funny. Oh, that would be funny. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do my first one. Okay. And um, I'm a little bit shaky about this because I don't know if it's going to be any good or not. Like, you know, I don't know if this is something. Well, these are all hypotheticals. Yeah, we're, we're not actually Imagineers or we would make Throwing a plate a of spaghetti of to the wall and see what stays. <laughs> um, I think that Kingdom Hearts should have a little bit more of a presence in the Disney properties. So I think that there's a couple different ways that this could be done. Um, the first one is right now in Disney Springs, um, in, in, in the, <laughs> this horrible meta building, they have a Star Wars, like a a, a Tales from Galaxy's Edge VR experience, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. But they could do, like, if, I don't know really what the deal is with Kingdom Hearts, if they're going to resurrect it or how it's going to, I don't actually keep up with it because I don't play video games. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do know the series and I think it's really fun. Uh, But if they did like a VR experience with that, that'd be really cool. Another thing I was thinking with Kingdom Hearts that'd be really interesting is because it is, um, you have so many like cool characters from Pixar and the the main like you know I think Goofy and uh, Donald are a big part of the storyline and stuff. Um, I'm kind of talking out of my ears because I I don't really I haven't pl- I played the game like once in in middle school and that was about it. Um, but I just know it's really fun and super popular. But they have that new like bounty hunter challenge thing um, <clears throat> with uh, with your Magic Band Plus in Batu. And if they incorporated some kind of like an interactive element with a Disney Play app and Kingdom Hearts, I think that'd be really, really popular. And um, I think it would get a lot of people, you know, interested in it. And maybe like some people who are uh, not as excited about Disney films or, you know, Disney TV shows and stuff like that. I think that that would actually, I think that that could actually have a lot of opportunity to um, reach an audience who may not be re- super reached, like mm-hmm. teenage boys. Yeah. Because um, they still like Disney, but they're a little too cool for, for it mm-hmm. <laughs> until they get a little older and realize they're not cool at all, um, like every Disney dad does. So I don't know. I think that that could be really interesting. I don't know how it would go. Maybe in Epcot you could do something, but yeah. Uh, or even know. like adults who play video games mm-hmm. do not necessarily always overlap with Disney fans. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, there's people that play video games and stream it and... 
people watch that. Twitch, and, baby. Right. And yeah. so it, if you intersect that with Disney and give them a reason to even, you know, go to the parks for this video game experience in person, overlapping yeah. with the theming of the game and the theming of the mm-hmm. parks, I think I think you're on to something. Yeah. Even like a motion capture kind of thing. Um, like they had like all these cool things in Inventions and in, in, in Disneyland. Um, with Epcot having all these like really cool little pavilions or just like areas where they show off like new things coming or cool ideas or whatever. Like that could just be kind of fun. So that's that's Even my first better, idea. better. They can make their own app and it can be like Pokemon Go. Yeah. But like within Disney. <laughs> Pokemon Go, go to the parks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my second one, this one, I'm kind of cheating. Because... Okay. This was sort of kind of announced and from what we know as of right now, scrapped. We haven't heard anything else about it. And that would be Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were going to do something in Epcot's England. Yeah, Cherry Tree Lane. UK Pavilion. Correct. So what I envision with this, and I don't know what the original intention for bringing Cherry Tree Lane to the UK Pavilion would, would have been, but I envisioned like either a show with street performers where they you have their house and Mary Poppins and even Bert and the chimney sweeps and the kids are all like singing and you know birds up on the roof and Mary Poppins floats up with her um, umbrella and you have sort of this show there outside or having some sort of auditorium that you go into a theater and you have some of the big numbers from the show. I think as long as it's more Mary Poppins and not Mary Poppins Returns, that would be. Oh no no no! Much the better. classic original Mary Poppins. Okay, I'm yeah, not talking I'm about not, Trip a Little Light Fantastic. I'm not on board with Mary Poppins <laughs> Returns in the slightest. I loved Mary Poppins Returns, but I'm I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the Leary speak. I'm talking about the original Mary Poppins and the penguins and. All of it. So I think that'd be super cute. I think Epcot could use a couple more attractions. And I know some people are not keen on shows, but I also know that there are a lot of people who like to sit down in the air conditioning. And so adding in another theater where it's not just one that you stand and watch something in 360 would be nice to be able to sit down and enjoy some music. Um. Or also, like I said, maybe something outside and it's just street performers because I feel like Disney has sort of lost some of that with COVID and not bringing a lot of those performers back. So I don't know. That was just the idea that came to my head. I love Mary Poppins. I love the UK area. I loved the old Beatles show that was there. So I think bringing some live music back to that would be really fun. Yeah, I think that um, I do think that whatever they were trying to do with Mary Poppins in the uh, England UK Pavilion, I think it might have been canceled. I'm not sure, but it was certainly postponed. And like the last update I could see is from March 9th. So I have no idea what's going on. Um, There is a little bit of Mary Poppins IP in Disneyland. They have the Jolly Holiday Bakery. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really fun. It's very like it feels a lot like the world of 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 Mary Poppins um but it certainly in in uh in Disney World it could it definitely use a little bit of that mm-hmm. i think that the UK pavilion would be great for it mm-hmm. um or even in even like Magic Kingdom would be a cool place for it um there's so many different options with like shows or whatever um that would be a lot of fun so i'm i'm on board with that for sure 
Thank you for approving of my idea. You know what would also be really cool is to do a dark ride of Mary Poppins, but you're on the um, uh, carousel horses. Oh. <laughs> but it's like, um, but it's like, um, like Rise of the Resistance or Ratatouille. It's like a um, trackless. trackless ride, and so you're on the the little horses, like doing whatever you know, racing or whatever. That'd be that'd be really fun. That'd be cute. Yeah. Awesome. All right. What is your second one? My second one is Robin Hood. So Ooh. as far as I know, I don't think Robin Hood is properly um, properly represented in the parks at all. In fact, I don't even know if you can meet the characters anymore. And I think that's a shame because that was such a good, good movie. And um, I have a couple of different thoughts on how they can incorporate it. The first one that I have is um, A Dark Ride. So kind of a little bit on the, on the um, tales of some of the things you've mentioned. But I think that there could be a lot of fun, very storytelling story telling elements of a Robin Hood dark ride that that could be um, a lot of fun. And I think it could be really engaging and um, just kind of go through the whole story of it with animatronics, I think. I do not think they should do projections. I think animatronics would be perfect for that. Yes. Um, they could probably just repurpose uh, Br'er Fox from, you know, Splash Mountain and then put him in there and no one would be the wiser. Perfect. Um, another idea would be a stage show because they have the little uh, mandolin plucking chicken or rooster or whatever. And I think that that would be really fun as like a stage show with some of the songs. Um, there's just some fun stuff in there. And I think they could do a really good job of that. Um, so I think those would be really fun to do. Um, and again, I don't really know how you would incorporate it necessarily, but I do think that Robin Hood is just great. And it, I think I do think that it deserves a little bit, um, a little bit more of some a presence there. Well, and I think. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like the last generation and a half probably don't even know who Robin Hood is or anything about the Robin Hood story. Yeah. Do you feel like that's true? Uh, yeah, I kind of do think so. It's just, it's not, it's one of those ones that sort of just slipped through the cracks. And I don't think, I mean, he's a, he, he's a feature on Disney plus profile pictures. Right. But, but I think that's for the nineties kids and uh, before. Way before I think, right. When did Robin Hood come out? Well, well, the original is the original story is very old, but Ooh, the, yeah, 1973 was the cartoon. The cartoon, even right. right. But I think a lot of 90s kids watched this because it was one of those classic Disney movies well, that our parents watched. That and we had VHS tapes of whatever Disney movie was available. Correct. So like whatever they released. Exactly right. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I just think it'd be interesting to incorporate that somehow. Yeah, I, I that, agree. Um. I have. Oh my gosh, I have so many little ideas. Some of them are heartbreaking, so I'm going to try to save them for little honorable mentions. <laughs> I'm going to write it down, but while I'm writing it down, you go on to your third one. Okay, so my third one, I'm going to move on over to California, and I think it could fit in either Disneyland or DCA, but I'm going to go with DCA just because my idea is bringing Big Hero 6 into the parks. Now, I know that they have that you can meet Baymax now, right? Yeah, you've been able to meet him for a little while, but yeah. that's a well. Yeah. We haven't met him, is what I meant. Like, yes, since we've yes, been, yes. Um, you can meet Baymax now, but what I would love to see is some sort of thrill ride with Big Hero Six. Yeah, totally similar to like a flight of passage or Tron situation, mm -hmm. like a motorcycle or yeah. your, you know standing up on flying on your robot right right on a robot or something or you turn into a robot and it's some sort of simulation of you feeling like 
you're riding through with these heroes and you're fighting the villain and you're in this immersed in this action story element. You're going fast or it's a simulation that you're going fast. Like I said, like flight of passage or something. Maybe it's a screen in front of you and you feel like you're a part of the story that way. So I can really envision that. I know it's San Francisco. It's not San Francisco, but I just feel like that could fit super well in in Disneyland or even in DCA. I mean, in the Northern California area, you can kind of just fit it on in with the San Francisco. It would also be kind of cool in Hollywood Studios as well. Well, that would be super cool you know. in Hollywood Studios. I'm just trying to throw some love to California sure. in my next I appreciate two. that. Is that it? Yeah. I yeah. I feel like Big Hero 6 was super, super under the radar. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, I, I really liked it. I haven't seen it since it was <laughs> since we saw it in theaters, I right. don't think. Right, but we saw it in theaters uh, and we really enjoyed it. But I really liked it and um, I think it's worth seeing again. I did watch those little Baymax um, shorts on Disney mm-hmm. Plus and those were kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see that. I think even like a... Um, a cosmic rewind kind of situation where right it's just kind of like flying through stuff but I, yeah i like that idea i don't um i don't really know how that would play but i, I feel like i mean if like remy's ratatouille adventure i don't think i mean he's really like represented in food and wine festival but i mean i don't think those i think those two movies are kind of on the same level when it comes to popularity right almost I agree. so he got his own ride and and why can't why can't baymax i think there's also a decent amount of Disney rides with things that kids either don't know or don't care. And so bringing in something like Big Hero 6, where I'm sure there are a ton of kids that really like that movie. There's probably a ton of kids that haven't even seen it because it kind of just flew under the radar and maybe people were not like, oh, that's, you know, one of the big name Disney movies. But it's still a Disney film and it's a fantastic family movie. So I think even... Sometimes when Disney brings something into the park, whether it's a meet and greet or an attraction or a show, it actually opens it up for other families to experience it. And that may be a kid's first time seeing this character. And then all of a sudden they go home and they're like, oh, I really want to watch that movie with Baymax or, you know. Um, Big Hero 6 came out in 2014 and Frozen was like late 2013. So I feel like it maybe got overshadowed by Frozen a little bit. That will do it. With merchandising and just like the Frozen Disney um, poured all of their, all of their dollars. Yeah, I mean the Frozen the Mania frozen. was real. Well, but it it paid off for them, so oh, big time. Yeah, that's what they went. Go with. Go where the money is. <laughs> um, I had, I actually have been editing my my um, my list a little bit because I keep coming up with different ideas that I prefer over others, and I'm kind keep of re- changing your mind. Yeah, I know. There's just so many options, and as we're talking, I come up with something, but um. I am going to stick with my original thought, I think. First thought, best thought. And um, I think that Treasure Planet is easily one of the most underrated Disney films out there. Um, It's super good. And uh, I I feel like if you're going to do anything with it, first of all, you need to have like an educational series of the film. At least show people the trailer, you know, to get them sort of reminded of it or have like a... um, like a little, like almost like a one man's, one man's dream. Is that it? One man's dream kind of thing where you mm-hmm. walk through and see like the making and process of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, I'm being mostly sarcastic, but uh, I think that if they did something like a thrill ride with that would be really cool. Um, there's just, I think there could be a lot of options with it where, you know, you have like a roller coaster kind of situation. Um, 
like kind of like what you said with like screens and stuff like that. I just that was one of those movies where the animation was really, really cutting edge for the time. And uh, I think it was 2002 is when that came out. And the animation was incredible. The story was really, really fun. The characters were goofy and, and just like really awesome. Um, and it also had like a really stellar cast of of just great voice actors. Like George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was was the voice of Jim. I um, did not even know that until I just looked it up as yeah, you were talking. And Martin Short was in it. Emma Thompson. Um, Emma Thompson was in it. So anyways, it was just a really fun film. And I think that it could have representation. The only issue with that is that it did not, it was kind of almost critically known as like a failure or a flop. And I, I watched it all the time as a kid. I loved it. But um, um, I, I can see how maybe it wouldn't fit because I don't think a lot of people would care. Or maybe it's like a cult classic and a lot of people would be super excited. It's hard to tell. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. It's we should watch it. It's so good. Yeah, I I think in my head Treasure Planet and Atlantis were just morphed into one film. I could see that. The um one thing that's really interesting about Treasure Planet is that the director of it, they also directed as a as like a as like a uh power duo. <laughs> they directed Princess and the Frog, Hercules and Moana. So they actually have some really big films under their belt. Like, re- I mean, those three were really, really successful films, but Treasure Planet, just not so much. So I don't know what the deal was, like why it, it kind of fell by the, by the wayside. Um, but, you know, either way, uh, I still think, oh my gosh, they also directed Aladdin and they directed Little Mermaid. Yeah, they also directed Little Mermaid. So they had a bunch of big hits, uh, but Treasure Planet was just not one of them, so... I don't know. But. So evidently one of the reasons that it was kind of a flop was that because the old hand-drawn animation was mm-hmm. kind of dying out and yeah. the technology was coming in, they actually used a mix of both and that apparently looked super outdated oh, because weird. they used both. I mean, I was really young when I saw it, so what did I know? But I thought that it looked very, very cool. Well, but I guess if you had been watching the old animations with all of the hand-drawn, and so then you see this sort of new technological style incorporated in it seems really innovative until then you watch the completely tech. A CGI. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what is the word? Am I thinking? Yeah, Yeah, I get that. I I think that, um, I also think that, this is kind of off topic, but I think that um, Treasure Planet would be a perfect film for Disney to use as a live action template for something that they could do. Um, and I think that that would bring a resurgence to the story, which is, like I said, really, really good. So all that to say, that's my third pick. I have others like I, I, I actually replaced it and then I went back to Treasure Planet, even though. Go with your gut. Always go with your gut. I know. That's what I did. So even though my gut told me to go with my second one, I, I still went with it. <laughs> Okay, so my next one, um, I'm going to stay over in California and I'm going to go over to DCA because this one fits perfectly. Okay. Not because it's an area of California, because it does not take place in California, but Brother Bear. Yeah, totally. Over by Grizzly Peak. And I'm saying let's do a dark ride, but it can be a little bit spooky Mm -hmm. because it's going to be going through the story of him getting turned into a bear and having to go on this adventure to the magical mountain. And then you see all of the northern lights 
I think that would be super cool. That would be really cool. Um, I, I have you seen Brother Bear? I have not, but I, I, I have some sort of bad news for you. Um, Brother Bear used to be heavily um, featured in DCA. No. Yeah, I mean it's fine. We'll keep it because you didn't know, but um, it, it's gone now. So now it's like the Wilderness Explorers Challenge or whatever. Um, but it used to be the Redwood Creek Challenge right by Grizzly River Rapids. See, I'm so smart. No, it's totally yeah, exactly. But yeah, they used to have um, it was a challenge trail, and it was very it was like featured brother bear, and so they had like um, like totems out front, like wood carvings and um, stuff like that, and they had a little cave where you can go through and um. Yeah, I still a good idea though. I love it. I well, think it's a great idea. I think that's great to have some sort of adventure and play area and activity for kids because I love those sorts of things. Especially when I was younger, I loved anytime there was a challenge or something that I had to go find all these things or check off or an area I got to kind of crawl around and just be a kid. But I think one of the cool things about if they made this a dark ride is you would get to go through and see all of the Disney storytelling. And sort of have this adventure feel. And then I think they could do something super cool with the Northern Lights. With it, I don't even think they need to do just like projections. But it could sort of be like you're in a planetarium. And you just look up and dizzy magic. That would be really cool. Um, was there, a, was water heavily involved in that film? Because for some reason I'm seeing water. You're probably envisioning the scene where they're catching the fish. Yeah. So when I, he's trying to figure out. Because he was, he was a human who's mm-hmm. turned into a bear. Oh, is that right? Spoilers. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. I, I said that already. Um, so, yeah, I think that they could, like, do almost like a mixture of a dark ride with, like, a wa- with, like a almost like a boat ride kind of thing. Uh-huh. Would do, that'd be cool. Right. Like, yeah, like that's what I'm envisioning. Yeah. Yes. Cool. I love that. So I think that'd be really cute. Okay. That was your fourth one? That was my fourth. Okay. So here's what's my, your fourth? Here's my fourth one. Uh, the Jungle Book is almost certainly not heavily featured in the parks at all. So that I think could really be represented in a a number of areas. The first one is, um, as far as I'm concerned, we still don't know what is taking over Tarzan's treehouse in Disneyland. They might be doing Jungle Book, although I doubt it. There's speculation of a couple things, right? What are the speculations? I haven't, I haven't seen them. I thought you already mentioned it on the show. Uh, Did I? Boy, we are. What is this like our 25th show, and I'm starting to forget what we've done. Um, but anyway, while you're looking that up, I think that if they did a Jungle Book experience through like what Tarzan's treehouse uh, used to be, and then previously it was a Swiss Family Robinson treehouse, that could be really appealing. Um, I just I, I love that is such a such a great film, um, and I think that they can have a lot of fun with it. The other thing that I'm thinking too that they could do to incorporate Jungle Book is an Animal Kingdom. Um, so there's so many of those, you know, like jungle tracks and, and stuff like that. I think that if they added a little bit of IP into the jungle track, um, that would be really fun. And, you know, they could have, um, it doesn't even have to be like straight out of the cartoon or obviously the live action CGI film for that matter. But, uh, you know, if they just added in like almost like these sort of realistic looking, um, drawings of Mowgli and Baloo and Bagheera and Shere Khan and stuff like that. Um, I think that that would be really fun. And I think it would add a lot of, um, it would add just like kind of a special nostalgic element to, uh, to, to animal kingdom that frankly, I think it could use a little bit of it. So that's, that's my thought. I think jungle book is one of the best older Disney movies. Totally agreed. That was one that I used to watch a lot when I was younger at my grandma and grandpa's house. And I, 
I love the music. I, I think it's such a cute story. The live yeah. action movies are fine. No, it's bad. The live action movie was bad. They're fine. Um, the I'm live trying action, not to be so critical, but I, I well, thought it was the a The CGI off. films, I'm not going to call them live action. I think that's that's just not factual. But the CGI films that they did, um, first of all, John Favreau is a genius. Um, I don't think that they needed to retell a story that was already so told so well. But what they did with, what John Favreau did with The Lion King and with Jungle Book was he created this new, incredible, immersive technology that allowed them to basically create the spaces that the animals would live in. And so they were able to, um, uh, there's so many like documentaries and things about it that are really worth watching. But what they were essentially able to do is create these entire um, environments where the lighting was perfectly set up and it was... Um, you know, as they had the 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 um, the uh, motion tracking, you know, set up for the animals and um, stuff like that, and and as Mowgli was kind of walking around these sets, he was able to be in the live environments, which is incredible. And then they were able to basically take that same technology and use it for future projects like the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett and stuff like that. So um, while I didn't really like the CGI newer ones because I just thought it was retelling a story that was already done perfectly, the 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 technology that sort of birthed them was was incredible and it definitely served a purpose. So. Yeah, definitely. So the treehouse situation, it closed for good in April. They actually took down the entrance and the, the bridges and everything, and they have not officially announced what they're putting there. But Lin-Manuel Miranda had pitched the idea of bringing some Encanto into the parks. And so speculation from fans, I think, were like they could turn it into Casita and it could be a little Encanto situation. That would be weird because so for those of you who have been to Adventureland is where, where this tree sits in Disneyland, that is a tight walkway. So yeah. there's already a, like you have, I mean, it is the tree almost protrudes out between Adventureland and New Orleans Square. So you kind of have to like dodge around it. Well, it's so crowded. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to put a house in there, let alone a house that dances. Um, but that's interesting to know. Yeah, I think I think Disney is kind of taking a pause and just saying we'll announce the theme and focus yeah. on some of the other things we've already talked about refurbishing. Yeah. First. Well, so Jungle Book in there, man. That'd be sweet. There you go. I think and it would not be as much work for them. Yeah, although Tarzan's Treehouse was very good. Well, and yeah. And I don't think they needed I love to replace Tarzan. it. Tarzan. Yeah. Speaking of best soundtracks. Yeah. Good that stuff. is the best Disney soundtrack. Yep. Hands down. Right. Yeah. We didn't Hands deserve down. we didn't deserve it from Phil Collins, Thanks, but he Phil gave Collins. it to us. Thank you for that. All right. What's your final one? Okay, my last one. This is the one I'm like most excited about because this idea popped in my head and I could not stop thinking about it. That's a good sign. Lady and the Tramp. Is that anywhere in any Disney park? Uh there is I think I think there's a restaurant on Main Street that is inspired by the Italian restaurant where the dogs smooch. I think. But I don't know for sure. Well, you look into that just to check because I could not remember seeing anything about uh, Tony's Town Square restaurant. I was correct. Yeah, but that's fine. Pretend like it's not there. But, and that's you, like but the... you don't have characters in there. It's he... not a character dining. Yeah, You don't exactly. get to meet the characters. Dogs aren't supposed to beg at the table, so it doesn't you're, make sense. You're not going through the story at all. It's sort of like a side it's, it's um, kind of like it's a kind of like a uh, it's attraction. almost like they they did uh, the minimal amount of theming for it. There's a little statue on a fountain of Lady and and the Tramp, 
and then Tony's on the uh, on the on the sign. But yeah, okay. it's, it's fine. Keep going. So hear me out. I'm I'm picturing the 4D Universal rides like Spider Man, okay. like Transformers, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. And you are going through running from the dog catchers like you're one of the puppies. Okay. Like you're on this adventure with Tramp and you you are, you know, going through the neighborhood and then you see Lady kind of coming out the front door running off and then you um, are running through the streets and then you pass the Italian restaurant and you see the little scene of the dogs enjoying the spaghetti. So it's yeah, not a yeah. dark ride. Right. You're not just like sitting in a boat or on a little like platform Mm -hmm. you're riding through this warehouse of sorts that's very themed Mm -hmm. and it actually has a little bit of thrill to it maybe it's 4d and you get to wear you know 3d glasses and kind of enjoy that aspect of it yeah Maybe it's trackless. Maybe we have this new yeah, modern yeah. technology like Ratatouille or Rise. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm envisioning something like that. We have sort of this new era of rides where I think the technology is getting so good that they have so much potential to bring these old classic films into the next generation of fans. Yeah, totally. And I think bringing a really nice attraction that would compete with all of the really great universal attractions yep. and bring more people in to see all of these because Disney is doing a really good job at bringing in massive new attractions. Right, right. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, mm-hmm. Cosmic Rewind, yep. Tron is coming. You have Ratatouille that they brought here to America, Rise of the Resistance, Millennium Falcon. Yeah. All of these new rides with new technology and people are going crazy for them. I think we can continue on that path and bring, instead of just incorporating newer films with the newer technology, let's bring back some classics. Yep, I'm totally with you on that. That are going to feel timeless in the storytelling and the characters, but with the new technology. I'm completely with you on that. Um, The thing like, you know, like you had said, you know, they brought over uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Uh, Tron is brought over from Shanghai. So these are already like pre-existing ideas that succeed in other markets. And so obviously you can bring them out here. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I if you if you're sensitive about people speaking somewhat poorly about Marvel, um, just uh, <laughs> plug your ears, I guess. Um, I actually really like Marvel films quite a bit. And so, I mean, I'm not like super excited about Phase 4, but I, I really do love almost every film I've seen, you know, starting in Iron Man in 08. Um, But I just, something about Disney getting really involved with bringing in Marvel to the parks just feels strange to me. Um, Like, I've heard such good things about Cosmic Rewind, and I'm very excited to check it out. But I just, um, Guardians of the Galaxy in the park just feels weird to me. It doesn't feel Disney at all to me. Um, So... Especially because the um, the acquisition of 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 uh, of of Marvel happened like not that long ago, so I do agree with you that I think that if you brought in more IP that was a little bit more nostalgic, a little bit more like Disney at its core, that would be really really special. Um, and so uh, yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I think that Lady and the Tramp in the parks would be super cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm totally into it. That was my favorite idea I had. Yeah, you could have like a um. A scene where Tramp like shakes and you get splashed with water. That'd be so cute. Or something, you know? Okay. You ready for my last one? Let's hear it. 
All right. So, uh, Wally is a fantastic film. I think for the surprising lack of um, of dialogue in that film and the overwhelming amount of um, callbacks to 2001: A Space Odyssey, they do an extremely good job of making a emotional film that's just like super good. So. There's a couple different ideas that I had for this. I actually have three different ideas, so buckle up. The first one is um, if you take Rafiki's Planet Watch and turn it more into a little bit of a Wally kind of experience, that could be really interesting. Now, I understand that it's not Af- it's in Africa, so pulling in Wally would be kind of weird and maybe a little bit out of place. But I think if you did like a conservation sort of experience with those Pixar characters like Eve and Wally and um, you know, the little cockroach and stuff, that would be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Like the importance of conservation and right. what happens if you leave, you know, a mess behind and, and you go up on a big spaceship. Yeah, uh, like interactive yeah. and choose your own adventure kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. something like Spaceship Earth where you're selecting these little exactly, options right. and seeing yeah. your environmental impact in the future. Right. I so like it. I think that that'd be really cool. And then they can also have an animatronic Wally kind of going around and oh, be picking so things up and stuff. Um the other idea that I had, which is so weird that you mentioned Spaceship Earth, but basically transform Spaceship Earth into an entire Wally attraction. Mm. So you go in and you're in your little cart and you basically um, sort of just start, you know, as you're going through and instead of going through history of, of, of you know, man's evolution and, and progress and in industry, and, right. um, you know, you basically just uh, go through the story of Wally and then you go up into space. And then when you're up at the very top of the spaceship, um of the of the big spaceship earth um it's like the you know you still have the sky but it's you know wally and eve kind of dancing around up there and stuff like that and you still see the i just think that'd be really cool that's very cute and they could do a lot of fun things with that um and then they can also do other things like almost like a 3d ride too kind of like you had mentioned um there's just so many fun things in the spaceship uh once they get up there and the the world building that they do for wally even though it's very um it's very sort of um there's not a lot of space. I mean, there's the spaceship, there's actual outer space, and then there's Earth. So there's not a whole lot going on in like where they traverse, but there could certainly be an opportunity for creating some fun rides in that where you're sort of jumping around and going through the spaceship or on Earth and going up to space or whatever. So yeah, that uh, that's my idea. I like that a lot. Thanks. Do, okay. Do you have any honorable mention? I totally do. Yeah. Okay. I totally do. What do you have? All right. So what they should do is. <clears throat> They should get you, um, this is a three, four-year experience, okay? Okay. So you go to Disney, and they give you an animal to fall in love with completely. Like, you feed it a bottle, you it sleeps in bed with you, it waits for you to come home every day. An actual live animal? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. And um, then you take it to an old, dirty road, and you put it in the middle of the road, or you drive off. As the animal's looking at you crying and you're crying at it. And that is called the Fox and the Hound experience. Um, I actually, when I was younger and I watched that movie, I actually couldn't make it through that scene where she drops him off. It's terrible. I, I actually could not. I would have to go to my room and like cry and hold my dog because it just made me so upset. It's so sad. Um, I never even had a dog growing up. Yeah. And that oh, is so, oh, so sad. That is sadder than every Disney parent dying combined. So that's that's one of my ideas. The other one, which is less sad, would be picture the great movie ride. But instead of um, being hijacked by 
whoever hijacks you. The Wild Wild West. Yeah. Um, you are all... Uh, I don't know if you would be playing a character necessarily, but basically it's 101 Dalmatians and the car gets hijacked by Cruella DeVille. And uh-huh. it's a very immersive kind of 101 Dalmatians thing. And you could have the costumed character, Cruella DeVille, jump on and take the car. It could be on, um, I mean, it could all be planned out, but like the experience right. of the ride could be um, on a track. So she's not actually driving it, but it could be like dinosaur almost, where it's just like super crazy and you're, you know, busting through fence posts and things like that. That's really um, fun. And, and what would be really fun about it is they did this with, um, they already did this once with um, Rise of the Resistance. So like the queue is um, like all the dogs and, and, you know, kind of surrounding you and you're kind of walking through Roger and Anita's house and the dogs are all there and then you get into the car and then that's like when you get hijacked by Cruella DeVille. So that could be like a fun sort of... Uh, Fun little thrill ride, and I think it would represent a, a really classic movie too. So. I like that idea. Yeah, one one hundred and one Dalmatians was one of the ones that I was actually thinking about, mm-hmm. but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it. Yeah, so I didn't mention it. I think a dinosaur style ride would be super fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. in the big long, uh, in her big long kind of car or whatever. Yeah, I think that's a really great idea. Yeah. Okay, I have a couple honorable mentions, and one of them actually contradicts what Steven said earlier about Marvel. So I love Marvel, <laughs> yeah. and I would actually love to see more Marvel on the East Coast. Obviously, I am aware that there are legal um, restrictions. Restrictions, yeah. that's the word I was looking for. And so they cannot at this time do that, but I would love to see some of the the Disney Imagineers working with the space that they have in Florida and being able to do something really neat with that, whether it's the same thing that they have in Avengers Campus Mm -hmm. or something totally different, a totally different experience with some of the other Marvel characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have a specific ride idea or? Well, we've talked a little bit about how like the Spider-Man ride in Universal is actually like, we think it's better than Web Slingers. Uh, Web Slingers, I just, I can't imagine it's the best. Well, and to be fair, we have not written it yet. Yeah. But from riding the Spider-Man ride and seeing Web Slingers, I feel like the universal caliber on those rides um, probably would exceed yeah. that of Web Slingers. So, yeah, I don't know what they're doing with with Marvel because like Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout which is the new-ish overlay for Tower of Terror in DCA. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. I actually think it's better than Tower of Terror. I know it's probably an unpopular opinion, but don't don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> um, I watched a video for, because I'm not going to Disneyland Paris anytime soon. Right. So I watched a video for the new Avengers, um, Avengers Assemble Flight Force ride in, um, in Paris. Like I actually watched a, a walkthrough and... It looks like, I mean, it's kind of just like Rock and Roller Coaster or like Space Mountain, like Hyperspace Mountain with some Star Wars stuff. Right. So I think people would love that. No, I'm saying it kind of looks like it was, I don't want to say phoned in, but it just looks like something we've seen before. Right. But I think people would love that. I think they'd love to see an overlay with something that's Disney IP. Yeah. So my all I was going to say about Marvel is I think that instead of trying to force it like a like a square peg in a round hole. I think they should just open up a new gate for Marvel. Just an entire Marvel mm-hmm. park. Yeah, exactly. Like an entire... And like then how they can I feel open like a Star Wars park and a say, Simpsons yeah. park. I don't think... A Simpsons park would be too much. Like 
I don't know what's going to happen with that in Universal. That's an entirely different conversation. But I heard I heard that it's possible that Disney might be going after Universal for the rights to Krusty Land, which is like, come on, guys. We'll see. Have a heart. Um, in a future episode, we will talk about like gates that we want to see open up and what kind of lands we'd like to see. But yeah, I think that if they're going to do Marvel, they should just go all in. So. 100%. Um, the other two honorable mentions I have are... I miss Stitch's Great Escape, and I'd love to see Lilo and Stitch brought back into mm-hmm. the park. Yeah. It can be an attraction, a show. I don't care. I love Lilo and Stitch. I mm-hmm. think that there are a lot of people that love Lilo and Stitch based on how much merch they sell yeah. with Stitch on it. I mean, they literally redid the castle to have Stitch, like... Like attacking it. Yeah, he, he like, vandalized it. Right. I would recommend that they... Add a Lilo and Stitch style attraction in one of the water parks. Yeah, that's a you good know? idea. So that would be really cool. Like yeah. a surfing kind of thing, right. or a water slide or whatever. Um, that would be probably, I think, the best bet to add a Lilo and Stitch ride. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And my last one is a shout out to all of the parents of little ones out there that <sighs> I think that they should open a bluey play area mm-hmm. for little kids. Yeah. They used to have all the uh, Disney Junior stage shows and stuff like that, like when Roly Poly Oli ruled the ruled the, uh, ruled the roost, right? Um, and uh, yeah, I could see Bluey's great, man. That's a good show. We we love Bluey. Yeah, like I think we love it as much as our little kid does. Totally, maybe more actually. Yeah, it's very so. entertaining. So we would love to see a little Bluey area, and it could have the little characters and all their friends. It can have. You know, some of the Mom, spots Dad. that they've played in yeah. at the park and, um, you know, the little woods area where they played shop and the pool and their little classroom or daycare or whatever they have. Just you know, open, just up like, a, open up a bluey gate. No, just like little <laughs> areas that kids can go and yeah. interact yeah, and totally. kind of like a preschool room where you just have little stations and mm-hmm. the kids go around and just play with stuff. Yeah. Something like that. That's just a little play area where they can run around and play and interact with each other. For little, little kids. I'm not talking about for, like, seven or eight-year-olds. I'm talking, like, a little kid area that was safe for them to play, sort of like a playground to give them kind of a break. Preschool, kindergarten. That kind of reminds me of, like, the circus tent queue and and, um, for the, uh, you know, the storybook circus in uh, Magic Kingdom for the Rumble Ride. Yep. Something like that would be kind of fun. Um, And it wouldn't have to be for a ride specifically, which is just a little place for little kids to to kick it. Yeah, I think parents would appreciate having somewhere like that um, that was something relevant to them. Yes. With a show that is super, super popular for Mm -hmm. kids. So Totally. That was my last honorable mention. I love it. Um, I'm just joking about the fox and the hound thing, by the way. That would would make me cry my eyes out. (laughs) That would be so tragic. Yeah. All right, guys, well, that's going to uh, wrap it up for us. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening and being a part of the show with us. Um, as always, you can find us on theparksacademypod.com, on Instagram at the Parks Academy, and uh, we also have a Patreon if you'd like to check that out, uh, as well as Facebook and Twitter. Um, again, thank you so much for listening every week. We do really appreciate it, and we look forward to sharing more of our fun uh, insights and takes and thoughts about Disney parks. Until then, we will catch you next time. Bye.